Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1022. Is it a bad sign to not feel passion when you're engaged? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hello, everybody. Really glad to have you here with me for another edition of Optimal Relationships Daily. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, thanking you for stopping in to listen during the weekend. Now, in today's post, we are going to see a powerful question answered by Evan Mark Katz in his advice column. It's hard to gauge how much passion is right, uh, what's unrealistic, what we should settle on, etc. when it comes to relationships, uh, especially romantic ones. Well, one of his readers is facing such a conundrum with her fiancé. She has reached out to Evan for help, and he's got some words of wisdom for her. So let's hear how he tackles this tough question and start optimizing your life. Is it a bad sign to not feel passion when you're engaged? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com Evan, to be honest, I've never felt passion for my fiancé, even when we were dating. All of the other relationships I was in were extremely unhealthy, but I was madly in love. I can't tell if my lack of feelings for him is because I've just always been used to roller coaster emotions, or if it's because this isn't true love. Do partners ever get more passionate for each other after marriage? Or is it safe to say this is my peak level of passion? If this is it, will I end up wanting a divorce? I care about him deeply, and we have a lot of the same values. But I never thought, oh my god, I'm so in love with him, I don't know what I would do if we broke up. Also, how can I gauge whether he's feeling the same? I don't think he is. He's always initiated the big moments, like becoming official, asking me to move in, getting engaged, sometimes even sooner than I would have liked. But it's hard to tell how another person is really feeling about you when you don't feel much towards them. Cass Normally when I get this question, Cass, I'll refer back to one of these two posts. Is it okay to love someone but not be in love? And do you have to have fireworks to have a successful relationship? The answers, respectively, are yes and no. Yes, you can have a happy and loving marriage even if you didn't start with the in-love feeling. And no, you don't need fireworks to have a happy marriage. If you have a 7 in chemistry and a 10 in compatibility, you have a pretty sweet life. The reason I'm taking your question today is because of the very last thing you wrote, when you don't feel much towards them. I'm going to take this opportunity to try and explain something that often gets lost in translation when I hear readers quote my advice back to me. My advice, stop compromising on character, kindness, consistency, communication, and commitment. Feel free to compromise on everything else. False translation, Settle on someone you're not attracted to. Actual translation, compromise and settling both involve trade-offs. The difference is how you feel about it afterward. You compromise your way into happiness. You settle your way into misery. In other words, if you're going to get married, 
you'd better be happy about it. If you're not happy about getting married, you probably shouldn't get married. Sounds to me, Cass, like you're working off the false translation. I'll use my own marriage as an example of how this works. To break down your question, you said, do partners ever get more passionate for each other after marriage? Or is it safe to say this is my peak level of passion? Passion is a loaded and subjective word. It usually implies physical passion above all. And yes, for the most part, your physical passion will peak in the first 18 months you're dating. Real life is how your relationship looks afterwards, which is why I say not to get married for two to three years. You said, I care about him deeply and we have a lot of the same values, but I've never thought, oh my god, I'm so in love with him, I don't know what I would do if we broke up. If my girlfriend and I broke up after 16 months of dating in 2008, I would have survived. I know this because I survived 35 years of being single and was easily able to imagine myself dating other women. My decision to marry my girlfriend wasn't based on blind passion, but rather on the knowledge that after 300 previous dates, this was by far the easiest, healthiest relationship I'd ever had. Were there women I was more physically attracted to? Sure. Intellectually attracted to? Yep. Had more in common? Naturally. So why did I marry my wife? Because out of all of those women about whom I felt more passionate, a total of zero of them proved to be a compatible girlfriend. So to parse your original question, did I become more passionate about my wife after marriage? In terms of how often we were intimate? No. We tapered off from an every time we see each other to about a steady once a week after we moved in together. But I do love my wife more now than when we got married. Oh my God, yes. When we got married, she was a super cool girlfriend. The only person I'd ever met who accepted me in full without trying to change me. My head wasn't in the clouds, but I was happy and appreciative. That's why I proposed. That was 11 years ago. We have 11 years of memories built up to fortify our relationship every day. In other words, I loved her when we got married, but I fell more deeply in love with her as time passed. Not based on passion, but based on the fact that we've built this incredible life together. Today, my wife is my favorite person in the world. I couldn't imagine living without her. We are raising two kids. We have 30,000 photos in our iPhoto library documenting all of it. We honestly feel like the luckiest people on earth and never think that we'd be more happily married to anyone else. And if that's the case, what difference does it make that she dated a six foot seven guy with a master's degree before she met me? Or that her ex-husband was really connected in the entertainment industry? Or that she had a thing for military men and Europeans at various points in time? She married me. I win. We win. Sorry to hijack your post, Cass. Your relationship sounds nothing like my relationship. If you don't feel much towards your fiancé, he shouldn't be your fiancé. But if you're reading this and wondering if your fiancé is the wrong guy just because you're not wildly passionate about him, I want to give you a definitive answer. Good relationships get stronger over time. Bad relationships peak early and go downhill over time. Make sure that you're in a good relationship before you get married and you'll never regret being married. Marry someone who isn't your favorite person, and you'll likely feel trapped and miserable. You know what to do. The question is whether you're brave enough to do it.
You just listened to the post titled, Is It a Bad Sign to Not Feel Passion When You're Engaged? by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And thanks a lot to Evan today. Very steadfast in his opinions and advice as always. A quick note about the last part where he mentions marrying your favorite person. Now, I really like this nugget, but I'd be remiss if I didn't caution you when calculating who your favorite person might be. It's very important to be aware of what attachments we have to people, places, and things. And unhealthy attachments can often distort our perception of how healthy someone is for us, which is different from how important they are to us. And it's important to lead with how healthy someone is for us or how healthy our attachment is to them. It can be very easy to miss out on good, healthy partnerships if we mistakenly observe them to somehow interfere with the relationships we have with people who may not be in our best interest. So if you're unsure about if your partner is your favorite person, it's not a good start, but it's also not a death sentence for the relationship. Just be sure you're giving them an opportunity to be your favorite person and looking carefully at how much better they make you or how much they support you, how much they allow you to be yourself. It's easy to miss this if our minds are distracted by unhealthy attachments to any number of things. And on that note, we have reached the end, friends. Really appreciate you coming here today for another episode, and I hope you will continue to do so. You know I'll be back with you tomorrow to start the work week, and with me will be a post from Dr. Diana Kirshner of Love in 90 Days. Hope to see you there, where your optimal life awaits.